Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. I'm, I feel like I'm like stressed right now. Why are you stressed? I'm just like, it's one of those seasons of life where there's just everything happening at once. Does that ever happen to you? <sighs> yeah, it, yeah, occasionally. What What are the big ticket items for you right now? Like, like the summer being busy and work being like so busy, but also like trying to buy the house and sell the house and move and go on vacation next week and like go to see family this week. And last week I was traveling for work and I had my like first overnight away from the baby and all sorts of stuff. That's a lot. That's a lot. Let's start with the the house purchase. How, how many people have looked at the house so far? So we sold it. We sold the house. Oh, done. You're done. Yeah. 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 How soon do you have to be out? So we're closing on our new house on July 20th. And then the people are buying our house and we're closing on July 22nd. So we have two days of wiggle room. You move quick. Sell the house, buy a house. Oh yeah. We had to honestly, like I'm, I feel really lucky because we bought our new house and the, the buyers of our current house, uh, signed a purchase and sale with us and stuff in time to avoid the rate hike. Hmm. So I'm glad we did because it's insane right now. As someone who's in banking, I don't know how to break this to you, Nikki, but you're not lucky. It's just, this is just the market right now. You could literally bring people in and go, listen, this is the room that three people were murdered in. They're like, did you get the blood up? We're good. Let's I go. know. I know. I Well, I worry that if we didn't, not that this is like money, money talk hour or whatever, but I worry that if we didn't sell before the rate hike, that I'd be sitting on this house. Because no, now that the interest rates are like up above seven or whatever, it's insane. I just Nikki, don't know. No, come on. 20 years ago, sense. they were 12. Right, I right. Mean, that's true. Seven's not that big a deal. I mean, mine's well, three, I guess, but I'm just saying seven's not that right, big a deal. My, my old one was like 3.5 yeah. or something. But um, I guess I, I wouldn't have gotten like the amount of money for my current house that I would have wanted. And I wouldn't have felt, I wouldn't have felt good about that. Why not? Well, because you, you like the high interest rates drive prices down. That's the whole point. Well, maybe. I, well, I don't know. I guess it I don't know. I also didn't want to sit on two mortgages. I just feel lucky that it like all worked out fast. Yeah, no, no, no. I get that. Like you definitely don't want to sit on two mortgages and you definitely, you know, don't uh, want to pay two bills at once. That sucks. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like right now, I can't tell you many times I, I get at least a message a week. People trying to buy this house. One a week minimum people do like, they like drop letters in your mailbox or whatever no like it's yeah that or text messages or however the hell they get your number it's like yeah yeah you know like i i've been here for eight years almost okay. i bought it when the market was at its absolute bottom and i got it on foreclosure so hey. not only not only did i get it in at its absolute bottom rate possible I actually got cash back on that rate, if you can believe that shit, which is, yeah, I got, I got a 3% rate and 1% cash back. It's like so ridiculous. It's basically free. And, yeah. uh, and because it was in foreclosure, I had immediate equity. And then, and now over the course of eight years, because the market has had a huge upturn, I have a ton of equity in the house that I didn't even pay into. I mean, I paid into the house for eight years, but I have far more equity than I paid into. Well, so and would you want to sell? Would you want to? No. Would you consider it? Oh, okay. No, I'm not selling right now. I've got I've got time. Um, yeah, I'm not in any rush, you know. Um, yeah, and you know, and I'm. It's not that I want to 
look down on the money to do it, but I don't want to pack up my gym. <laughs> who wants to, I get it. I get you know, it. Who wants to break down a salt bike and a G, GHD? No, and truthfully, like gym gym equipment aside, like packing is is. Uh, I'm so stressed. Like truly, I can't pack us because I'm pack. I packed us last night for like seeing family this week. And then next week I have to pack us for vacation and then I can come home and try to pack us for a move in like two weeks. It's such a crazy (sighs) mortgage environment right now. I was hearing about somebody moving the other day and the new buyers were actually allocating like $10,000 to repairs to the house. Like that the sellers weren't having to deal with at all. Like it's just like Mm -mm. such a ridiculous market right now where. Yeah. You know, buyers we, will just basically do anything to get a new property. Yeah. So we did our, on our new home, we did an inspection for informational purposes only. So like we couldn't ask for, as did the buyers of this house. So we couldn't ask for like repairs. So we still, we could pull out. Like if we, if we did the inspection, oh yeah, this house needs a brand new septic system. It's going to cost 50 grand. We could be like, yeah, we're out. But we couldn't be like, hey, can you take 50K off the house? Right. Because that was, though, and I don't want to get into this because it's only going to piss me off. That's what the buyers did for my current house, and they still tried to come at me for shit. Well, they all do. Like, that's the thing. They, it only takes one to buy it, and they're all going to give you steps trying to see if you'll buy it. Like, you know, you can't you can't blame them for trying, and you can't take it personal, but it's hard not to, especially if you've lived in a house for a while, and you put work into right. it, and, you know, well, it's it like it's your fair baby. to me. It was like... It was like, you guys, like, I picked your deal. I had four offers. I picked yours because you were like, you know, you sweetened the deal by being like, and we'll do our inspection for informational purposes only. So to come back and be like, but actually, can you fix this, that, and the other thing? I'm like, well, that's not fair. Like, that's why I picked your deal. I would have picked someone else's deal. (sighs) Whatever. Neither here nor there. I can't. I honestly don't have the bandwidth. (laughs) Now you have to pack up I don't know how the summer got so fast. Now I got to find. I don't know. I don't know. I need to find someone to move the entire coop. All right. So I'm real, real coop. talk. Cause I don't know shit about chickens. I don't okay. know. Sh- I don't know shit. <laughs> I, like, well, they, if, if you go to get it, can you just go pick them up? Will they just come to you like a pet? Yeah. Or ours do. Face them down like Rocky where you're like racing no. them around the little pen. No, I mean like if you, if you come at them, they'll run, but like ours are pets. So you can shake the bag of treats and they'll come over. Okay. <laughs> So it's not going to be hard to capture the chickens. Oh, you, no. Oh, my gosh. No. Okay. So moving chickens isn't a big deal. It's not like you got to, well, like, you know, get a net and chase these things down with a no, huge No. No, no, no. You can just pick them up and do whatever. And actually, Matt, I can't even believe I'm about to say this out loud. Matt put a bra on one of the chickens today. <laughs> chicken breasts. Uh, a chicken best. bra. Yeah. Uh, no, a chicken bra, like not one of my bras, yeah. like a chicken. He literally went. So one of our one of our chickens has had like I don't even know what. Like it, it, I guess it's a lazy crop. Like right. here's chicken anatomy. They eat, and then their food sits in their crop, which is like a little pouch they have, like at the bottom of their neck, kind of. Okay. And they use grit and rocks and stuff that they also eat to like pulp it all up in the crop, yeah. and then it goes into their little chicken bellies. So. Anyone tuning in right now is like, what the hell are they talking about? So one of our chickens, I don't know what happened. She like injured her crop a few weeks ago. It was actually right before we left for um, Tennessee for semifinals because for some reason, every time we travel for a CrossFit event, we have like a chicken emergency at home. Literally every time. I don't know why. Um, But she didn't die, which is great. And now her crop is like lazy. So it's like saggy. 
Oh, she got saggy crop. <laughs> she got saggy crop. I've dated um, a few girls is, like that. Uh, that's <laughs> what I hear. <laughs> so Matt went it's on good. Etsy and found a chicken bra, and literally that's what he's been doing. A little like chicken push-up bra, push up her little yeah, crop. It just like holds up her crop and it like comes and like it like oh. sits around her neck and like under her wings. And I don't know. We're gonna try and but anyway, we need someone to move the actual coop, which is what I'm worried about. Like I feel like you know those guys and gals, I shouldn't have just said guys, you know those people who like move sheds, they like come and like put your yeah. shed on an entire like thing. That's what we gotta figure out. I just don't know how they're gonna. My backyard is kind of like a hilly mess, so I don't know how they're going to do it. I think it's okay to misgender people that are moving your chicken coop. I could be wrong. I mean, I'm not super looped into this community, but I'm going to make an educated guess that people that move chicken coops don't care that you misgender them, but I could be wrong. Probably true. I don't know. I, I, I could also be wrong. I have no idea. I've been I've been wrong before. Wow, that's a lot. you got a lot going on. When, when is the actual move? On. So the the twentieth right now, but Matt Matt wants to close early on the new house and move up the. Of course he does. He's so anxious to get in there. How far away is it from where you are now? It's in this town. It's in the same town. It's not that. It's ten minutes from where we are right now. That's not bad. How far is it from the gym you you'll be going to? Is it closer? Still fifteen minutes from the gym. Uh, it's like five minutes further, but negligible. Will you have room to build? Maybe, I totally maybe. lost you for a minute. Say that again. Oh, I, I asked if you had room to expand out a home gym. If you, if you guys yeah. want to build out a home gym. Yes, that was totally part of the stipulation. So we, we all finally have room for a home gym, which I'm so, so, so excited about. Because we have these like random pieces of equipment. I'm going to need some help from you. Like when we move in and like look at how much space we have and stuff, it'll be in right. the garage but it's like a heated garage. So it'll be all good. Oh, and perfect. I'm, I'm going to need some help trying to like configure what to get and how I can't believe I'm doing this for so long. And I've never really had home equipment. Like we have some dumbbells, we've like a barbell, right. we've like a plyo box, but we've never had like a set. I don't have plates, like two barbells oh. and no plates. Bro, you can get so much stuff in such a small space. And I'll, yeah. I'll give you the hook up to French sport who I get my plates from. Ooh. I yeah. give you a discount and uh, they have great stuff. And uh, yeah, you don't need that much space. Like, I mean, no. my basement's not that big, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We'll have plenty of space to like set it up. And then, you know, if we ever want to like really go ham, we'll just like pull one car out of the garage, that kind of thing. So. Here, we'll take some questions. James says, oh, there you are. You're back. I'm back. I don't know why my internet keeps cutting out. Is it mine or is it yours? It's probably mine. I think it's yours because you're in BFE. I'm (sighs) I'm in the big city of Cleveland. Hmm. Here, we'll take a question on the off chance that I lose again. Speaking of home gyms, if you could pick only five, five, that's a lot, five pieces of equipment (laughs) for machines or a home gym, what would you choose? Uh, So many. Five is too many. Give me one. If you could pick one, what's the one, your top thing what would you pick nikki top thing 
If I could only have one piece of equipment. Well, I'm going to give you five, but we're going to stop with your, start with your top. What's your top? It's not necessarily my top, but if I could only have one, I would pick dumbbells first. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because I think you can do the most with them. If I could only have one thing. If I could only have one, and I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, it'd be the assault, assault bike. bike. Yeah, and I'm, it, I'm, yeah. For a couple of reasons. Number one, I think it's the most cost effective. When you compare it cost-wise against the rower, the ski erg, the C2 bike, even the echo bike, it's the most cost effective of the group, um, which is important. It also takes up less space than all of those, which I think are two things. And I think it's the most versatile. As much as I hate that damn thing. I hate it so much, but as much as I hate it, there's so much you can do with it. No, I totally agree. I fully agree. That would be my second. Like, I think if I didn't have a lot of space, I would do, I would do dumbbells only, but right. yeah, I'm with you on like a solid, larger piece of equipment, a hundred percent assault bike. Okay. Number two equipment, what would you have? Oh, assault bike. Hmm. You want dumbbells and assault bike. Those are the two you yeah. want? I don't think it's a bad choice. I like dumbbells, um, but I, the order in which I actually bought them uh, was I bought my rig and my barbell first and my plates before all the, and a rower before I bought all those stuff. Looking back on it, I would have bought the assault bike before the rower, but I've enjoyed having the barbell and the plates because there's just so much you can do with barbell work, but you can get a lot of that same stuff done with dumbbells. I guess it just really depends on your, um, kind of your goals yeah you know, like with barbell with dumbbells you can't add the dumbbells you have to have extra dumbbells to go heavier with the barbell you can just keep adding plates so if you want to go Correct. heavier and do other stuff like that's why i've enjoyed having the barbell at home but i think you can get either done either one yeah yeah totally what would be the one random thing that you would say hey it's a must-have gotta have it hmm one random thing I don't know. I feel like everything I, I really, well, I do. Okay. So this isn't random, but I know a lot of CrossFitters won't, won't give a shit one, one way or another, but I would want one way, uh, some way to run like, like assault runner, uh, true form. I have an actual like legitimate treadmill. I would want, I love some way to work running in, in the winter. I hate running, but I, I hate running outside most. <laughs> so I like, I like being able to work a runner. Oh, I hate running outside so much. Yeah. Um, I won't do it. If I had to like prioritize, if I had limited funds and said, I have to put together a home gym, it would be either barbell or dumbbells, probably barbell and some plates, a salt bike, jump rope. Those are my top three above all else. I would have those okay. three because you can get a lot of shit done with that. And Absolutely. then probably a kettlebell, throw in a kettlebell. Yeah. You give me those four, I can get almost anything done. Almost. See, I don't need a kettlebell. If, if I have dumbbells, I don't need a kettlebell. I would do a barbell and plates. Um, well, and I, I, I would also do a plyo box. Well, yeah. And I, you know, I only have four things. So I think plyo box would be number five. That'd be right up on my list of five things that I would yeah. need to have. Um, I tell you what I have that I love though is a ski erg. You do. Oh, I love it. It's only because I don't love doing it. I just love the variety, just the ability yeah. to be able to go do it. It's so different than everything else. And when you're in a yes. basement situation, 
and you need to do pulling and you can't do rope climbs, you know, like it's, it's a really nice option to have and it sucks. It's really yeah. hard. Yeah. Really that's hard. tough. That's tough. I really hope there's some way for us to have like a pull up situation in the gym. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a small rig or a fold away right. rig or like just a bar or something. I don't know. I'm really, oh. I'm excited to get in there and see it. How big is the house? Cause I'm coming to visit. Remember Megan's got a friend that lives there now. Oh, John, it's 5,600 square feet. Sweet. Let's do this shit. It is. I'm moving in. I'm selling oh my, my house. Oh my God, you guys. How am I going to clean it? It is Look. enormous. It is so much bigger than what we were looking for. Like so I'll clean half. stupid. Tell Hunter, Uncle John's moving in. He's going to be your nanny. It's going to be great. He's going to be ready. He's Hunter and I are going to rock we this place. We're, gonna, we're just going to wander around Johnstontown. Picking up chicks, me and a baby. It's going to be great. It'll be awesome. Come on. Come on down. I got space for you. It is huge. It is so much bigger than what we were looking for. And it's like, there's plenty of it that's unfinished. Like the whole basement is only like partially finished, but like the house, the house is far from perfect. It has so much potential. We couldn't let it go. So like the basement like is partially finished right now, but like someday it'll be an in-law for my mom when she's like old and crusty to come and live with us. And there's like a huge unfinished attic space that we could like, like make a really cool bonus room into someday. Like, it's just, there's so much there that this, now that this is now that we have kids and we want more kids and it's going to be like our actual forever home. Like right. I'm excited to have like a decade's worth of projects ahead of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until your mom um, finds out you just called her old and crusty. <laughs> no, I said when she's old and crusty, mm-hmm. then she will come live with us. That's the point. That's right. like what we were trying to, we were looking for a bigger house so that we could have a bigger family and that, and so that we know someday, like my mom's going to come and like be with us for real, for real. So well, I am very excited to come visit and see this new house. Come over. And also like, I'm, it's very not my style right now, but I'm going to have to just like, like, I'm going to want to get in there and make it my own and I'm gonna have to be patient because that's like we can't do all those projects all at once you know just do it all in virtual backgrounds like this and just make it Joanna Gaines house that's what I'm gonna try to do truly really gonna really gonna gonna try to do it yeah yeah wow that's exciting for you guys I love the whole buying new homes thing as much as I hate moving and I have no plans to do it myself I love it to see other people do it and like the whole process and everything goes into it's just fun Super it's fun. fun. It's exciting. It's stressful. It's all of those things. I'm excited to purge all my crap. I don't want to, I don't want to bring all this crap with me. I'm all set. Time to bust out the donations to Goodwill and, yep. and spring clean. Yep. Cause that's what I do. Absolutely. Oh, totally. And we're going to have a yard sale, which I'm like, I'm unreasonably excited for this yard sale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got so many questions. So we got so much stuff to talk about because I haven't talked to you in a while. Um, and we got some questions coming in the chat. I wanted to talk about the LCQ. So we got the yeah, last chance qualifier coming up. And the, people are asking, Lance here, uh, who goes to my gym, by the way, is saying, oh, hey, uh, who, who is winning the LCQ? James, Koski. You know, I know there's more people competing than that. And I might have to pull up the list of people. Yeah, I know. Me too. I'm going to get it up right now. One second. Who, who are competing uh, in the LCQ. But I'm kind of excited to to see this go down. Oh yeah. I'm so excited. My only disappointment in the LCQ, like I understand the concept of it and this is not a complaint. Like I feel like there's a lot of 
voices and just spaces within CrossFit right now that their whole identity is complaining about everything CrossFit's doing wrong. And, <laughs> and I don't want, true. and I don't want this to become that because this isn't that for me. My, my only like disappointment, and this is just as a fan, has nothing to do with CrossFit. It's just that there are so many talented people in the LCQ. I'd like to see more of them qualify. You follow what I'm saying? Okay. Like, I you do. Can only, yep. You can only take two. And I'm like, you know, there's like half a dozen in there, I think, could actually make a real splash at the games that I'm watching. Okay. Like, Man, I, I just hate that they're not going to get a chance to go, you know? And I, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, circumvent the rules and like, I get it. It's a competition. So I don't want to bitch too much. But as a fan, it's like, man, there's just so many people that, likely won't get in that I would love to see compete in Madison. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me throw this at you. I love that there are only two. Do you? Love it. I love it. Cause it's going to be a bloodbath. It's like a fight to the death. When remember these people did not qualify at semifinals. They had every chance to qualify. In fact, and some, some places took up to five people. So like they had, every chance to qualify for games and sometimes they missed it by just one or two like they were not good enough at semifinals to get to games that's not i'm not trying to be an asshole i really love these people no i'm with you i'm totally with you on that i that's why i'm saying that's why i don't want to really be a complainer on this because i you know i like i appreciate the Mm -hmm. rules and the fact that it's so hard to get there yeah at the same time like i'm looking at this list of people i have the list in front of me now and i'm like you know i'm looking at the men right james sprague love him griffin yeah. raleigh love him matt doulos love him uh koski love him dusik love him munweiler love him Dunn, yeah. love him like i'm just going through the list of people that you know we've met or we know or who are competing i'm like i love all these guys like i hate to see that only two of them can get in no and i love it I'm side, so- you know no i love it i'm sorry to be a hard ass but i'm like be better Someone, well, someone, I, this, this, there's a comment that came through the chat, um, from Lance again, uh, realistically, if you're in the last chance qualifier, you have some serious holes in your game. It's true. Otherwise you would have, you would have qualified. So well, there's something going on. There's something going on. Where did, where did Christy Irmo finish last year? Sixth or seventh? Uh, some, one of the two, cause she got in via last chance qualifier last yeah, year. That's the point. Like. The difference between finishing sixth and third is like nothing. It does so, depend uh, on it does depend on the roster of your semifinal. You're right. Yeah, I don't disagree. Like they certainly have to have had some holes in the game. So my counter argument that would be is that semis is a six event competition. The games is a four to four or five day competition. Those are f- way different. And so you can look at as an example. Who's the guy that won the Mac last year? Big, tall dude. Um, Jason Hopper. Thank you. Love that dude. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel bad. I forgot his name, uh, but I could see his face in my mind. I'm just old. Uh, Hopper, terrific athlete, super fit. Ideally made for that Mac competition last year for six events. And he crushed it and he beat Scott Panchek, I might add. And then he went to the games and didn't even come close to making the podium. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that as an insult. The dude's fit as hell. So no disrespect to Jason, but far different event from last chance from the Mac to what the games ended up being. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got someone who Christy as an example, who kind of struggled at granite and didn't make it, 
and then got to last chance, got in and then made a big splash at the games. You know, so mm-hmm. I guess my point is, is like, I don't, you know, I don't disagree that there are some holes in the games, but I also don't think the people in the last chance qualifier have no shot at winning or making the podium. I think they really do. I yes. think just often in a six event short semi, it's a much different event for some athletes, depending on how it's programmed. That's I agree. I agree with that. I guess my argument would just be, and this is kind of like very, this is just like very CrossFit of me to say, right? Like it's unknown and unknowable. The games is a very yeah. different test from semifinals, which is a very different test from the open, which is a very different. And to be the best, you have to be good at all of them, yeah. regardless of what happens, regardless if there's an event that's not in your favor or you're sick or you're injured, like, yeah. Right. Bloodbath. Bloodbath, says Kimmy K. Who are, you rooting for? Who are you rooting for? Um, okay, let me. Women's side it first. Was, oh no, wait. Can we? Wait, can I fit? Oh wait, women's side first. Okay. Um, women's side first. Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Sarah. Oh, she's never been on the show. She's like, she's I would. Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, she comes really, on the show. I'm not rooting for her. I really want to get her. Um, I mean, I want to get her on the show, but I really want to get her. Um, as on a focus on female episode, really, really badly because she. This was a couple of scenes ago. She came out and was very open and honest about how she like when she was overtraining and training too hard, she like stopped her menstrual cycle stopped. And that's like a whole thing with women in training. And like right. I'm dying to get her on the show. If I get her on that before no. the show, you're gonna be pissed. No, so. you can't have her on before me. I love Sarah. I love <laughs> okay. her. She's such a competitor, such a good athlete. Like I've been such a fan for so long. You cannot have her without me. But I'm I'd be okay. great for you to have her on focus free males also who else who else do you want? um who else do i think will qualify or who else do i really want to qualify either, either one those i think those two are, different they're both things. they're both fair questions both which let's start with who do you think will qualify and then who do you want to qualify um i think that jamie simmons has a really good chance mm-hmm. yep sarah and jamie would be the two that i feel like have a real shot um at this, I would really love to see Fee qualify. Oh, I love I Fee. would really love to see that. That would be, that would like just tug on my heartstrings. She's the best. She's the best. She's an incredible human being. The women's field is stacked. It is. It's wild. I mean, come on. Ariel Lowen, Kristen yeah. Best, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, Maddie Sert. Jamie Simmons, Kelly Clark, Michelle yeah. Bassanet, uh, Fee Sagavi, Chloe Wilson, Katrin Davis' daughter, Samantha Briggs. I mean, come on. I know. Like, I don't think she's going to do it. Sam's not going to do it. Yeah, I don't I don't think she is either. But you could just roll a dice in this group and pull two out I know. You that really are could. super talented. Yeah. I'm with you. I First, I want to see Fee because I love Fee. I mean, Fee's a friend. So Yeah, same. Like, I would love to see Fee get in, um, but there's so many I love on this group. Like Christine Best is just salt of the earth. I love Sarah Sigmund's daughter. This, I, I don't know. My my personal feelings are getting in the way. I have a hard time picking. I know, two. I know. I I would say I you know I I know she got a lot of grief uh, from some of the talking heads online, but I think Katrin Davis' daughter is going to be hard to beat in an online qualifier. She always does well online. Um, Fee does well. Kelly Stone's kind of do, Christine Best's kind of do, Sarah's kind of do. Like, there's just so many strong ones. Yeah, I'm not going to no, be shocked right. by any. So I know I'm just like you're so totally all over right. the fence here, but 
so many good ones. But if yeah. I got a limit to two, I'm going to pick Sarah and Fee because I love okay. them both. Okay. I'm done. I could agree with those. Those are my favorites. All right, men. Who are the two for the okay. men? The two for the men are James Sprague and Tim Paulson. Man, look at you. Just going for the yep. favorites. So, yep. Um, God, I love, James was such a good interview. Wasn't he fun? Yes. He's the best. My mom messaged me after to say how much she loved him. No, of course she did. <laughs> She's got great yeah. taste. She messaged me. She's like, I love it, kid, but you're still the son I always wanted. I'm like, no, you don't uh, have to pretend. You don't have to pretend. Yeah, it's nice of you to say, but. Yeah, I know. I know you love him better. It's fine. Uh, I love James. Uh, Griffin Raleigh. What was his What was his name? You guys kept calling him Justin <laughs> Royal. Justin Royal. <laughs> um, <laughs> Only OG CrossFitters will know what that means. God, there's so many. Koski, I think, is the one on this group that I think should already be in that isn't. You know, Yona, Yona was really, he surprised me at semifinals. You're right. I, in my head, when I was making my podium out of his semifinal, he was, he was potentially winning. It's strange. I don't know yep. what's up. You could get a couple of Europeans off this group. Uh, Munweiler's really, really strong. Yep. Uh, Dusik, really, really strong. Dunn really strong when i say really strong i just mean like crazy fit you know yeah yeah um, yeah. across the board like they're not just yeah. strength athletes um so i think jason you have a smith lot of... this would be the first year in a long time he doesn't come to games i mean he could do the masters thing if he really wanted to but he yeah. continuously is fittest fittest in his country and so this you know yeah. getting in via lcq wouldn't be crazy tyler christophel yeah that was sad that was a tough break for Tyler when yeah. he didn't qualify. He was close. I mean, come on, this this field of stack, Aunt Hayes. Like when I can recognize yeah. like almost every name on this list, you're like, holy shit, these are really yeah. like this is a great list of athletes. Um Yeah. I'm you know, like personally, I'm with you. You and I, you know, I I feel bad because I think we're just like picking people we like. Um and I love No, being, no, I I picked the people I legitimately think could do this. Oh, I think they could. But I also just love them personally. It's I like know. as humans, I, I think they're know. great humans. And and James <laughs> and Tim are two of my favorite people on the planet. Like you're, you're never going to get me ever to say anything bad about Tim Paulson. I love He's that. The best. And, that whole and family, family, all yeah. those Paulsons, man. Yeah, the whole He's Paulson the clan. They're amazing. Uh, so I would love to see him make it. But you look at this field and go, man, like crazy stacked. It's hard to pick two. I'm going to go with you and say James and Tim are a great pick for me to go with, but I'm going to also go on the outlier here and go Koski hard to bet against that guy. Like it's true. Super fit, it's true. Been there before. Got the experience. You know, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, it's really cool. This is exciting. I did like, this is my point. This is why I like to see like maybe four. Cause I got so many favorites that, you know, as a fan, I'm just sitting there going, man, you know, I'll be excited as an example if Griffin Raleigh and Koski got in, cause I love those guys, but yeah. then I'll be totally heartbroken if James and Tim, Tim finished third and fourth, <laughs> you know, when they could have gotten in. I know. So it's just, it's just a weird place to be. That's I all. know, but I, but I like it. I like the, uh, I don't know, tension. I like, mm -hmm. the, I like it in for sport. I think it's a great call just having like the one or two winners out of this I'm very, very stacked field. I'm always so impressed at uh, how hard this group of people work just to get into the last chance qualifier. I don't think that's talked about enough. Like, you know, we talk yeah. about how hard it is to get to the games, 
but you know, they got, these guys have a whole extra two, three, four weeks where they have to prep, continue to train and they have to yeah. train at the highest level. Cause there is a, obviously a huge difference between training at your highest level to actually go compete and l- working out leading up to something, you know, you're already in, like those are two different events. And so the, this group has to kind of peak again, like they had to peak mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago and now they got to peak again. And if they happen to get in then they got to peak four weeks later, mm-hmm. talk about a yeah. hard ask, like so yeah. hard. That's, that's very tough. And it certainly wasn't in their training plans going into it. However, think about what happens when you're James and you, you know, you miss out by one point or whatever, 0.2 seconds or whatever it was, and your season's not automatically over. So on the complete opposite end of the scale, it's like this insane hope, this insane chance that you otherwise wouldn't have. Your season would just be done. So I think that's pretty cool. It's a bloodbath, as you call it. It is. I love it. I love it. Bring it on. I'm, I'm going to show this question because it's an easy answer. Uh, without naming names, are there bad people in CrossFit jerks? They all seem like good peeps. Have you ever met anybody that wasn't good? Because I have yet to meet anyone that I thought wasn't awesome. Oh, yeah. I've met total CrossFit assholes. Totally. Have you? Yeah, yeah, of course. Usually Maybe it's, one, um, one or two. Usually on the on the like the like personal level, like like people at affiliate like there's plenty of people in our community who are assholes, but um if the question is like more toward like professional athletes or like people mm. within the CrossFit space, like events or whatever, that answer is actually no. Truly everyone who are the athletes, Nikki? Name them all. No, all right, with... that's what I'm saying. Oh, does it rhyme with boning? No, 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 no. I mean, like, I mean, what I, sorry, what I meant was like, is there someone who walks into like the 530 class at my affiliate where I'm like, that guy, like totally. No, no, no. We're talking about pro athletes. No, honestly, no, no. In the beginning, when I first started, um, when I first started doing sideline reporting, I didn't have as great of a relationship with everyone because I think people really didn't like, or some people really didn't like being on camera. They felt very uncomfortable on camera. And so they saw me coming with my microphone and they were like, I'm going to run away. Like, and so I wasn't really close with a lot of athletes because they weren't professional athletes. They were just people who got good at doing thrusters in their garage. That was like the thing. That was like how Ben Smith got good at CrossFit. He would like work out in his garage and take videos and YouTube was brand new. And that like, it was just so I didn't, I didn't have a really great friendly relationship with a lot of them at first. And I think some of them were very like standoffish from me because they were like, I don't want to do this. Like I'm not a professional athlete. I just like fitness fast. And over the years that changed, but no, honestly, no one's ever been like a real jerk ever. I would say that all of the ones I've interacted with, interacted with, have been very self-deprecating, very funny. Yeah, uh, they take a joke well. They give as good as they get. Like they're yeah. all very clever. Uh, if I had to give one, I would say Fakowski doesn't have a very good sense of humor. Uh, he just doesn't take jokes as well as some of the others. Just, but I think you're he, just, you're just mad because he blocked you. A little bit, yeah. Still a little hurt. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, look. I first of all, I have nothing but respect for that dude. So this is not me bashing Fakowski. That dude is fit as hell. Super smart. 
uh, he has earned everything he's ever gotten. Like nothing's given to him. Like that dude's great. Yeah, yeah. So this isn't me bitching out him, but from my experience of like talking to other athletes, like he's far more serious than they are. A yes, lot of these I would guys, say that's like, accurate. yeah, I think the guys at the top level, like I've always been impressed at how silly the people at the top levels are like the Pat Belners of the world. That dude's just funny as hell. Just casual, yeah. funny, like takes a joke, gives a joke back to you, doesn't take it too seriously, takes his job seriously, but doesn't take it too seriously, if that makes sense. like Yeah, they know when to turn it on and off. They know yeah. when to zone in and when to relax. Yeah, so like I haven't really met anyone, and I haven't really met Fakowski, so it's not fair for me to say he's a jerk because I don't think he is. I just He's not. He's not, no, no well, one, no he, one is. He blocked me, Truly. so fuck that guy. Oh well, right, um, yeah. <laughs> um, he unblocked. He also unblocked me, so I guess I should forgive oh, him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he oh, unblocked me a while ago. Cool. You know, um, oh, who got who got me unblocked? It was um, all right. He's God, he's gonna punch me right in the balls because I'm old and I'm struggling with names tonight. Um, the year we did Murph. At the games, who came out hot and nearly died has a baby now. Came out hot. This is like really a dude, this is like trivia. Yeah, it's one of the dudes came out super hot in Murph, nearly died. He has a baby now. We uh, scale lift is his uh, oh, Joe Scally, yes, Joe Scally. Thank you. Yeah, I remember probably the funniest guy in CrossFit. He is the funniest guy in CrossFit yeah. and one of my OG followers, by the way. Oh. Uh, but it turns out he's friends with Fikowski. So when Fikowski blocked oh, yeah. me, I, was, I kept hashtagging free make was great again. And he messaged me. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, Fikowski blocked me. He's like, oh, I'll just call him. And he did. He like turned around messaging me like, hey, unblock make was great again. And he did just like that. Unblocked me like, right away. This I know. Is that, epic. That, that's when I learned like how small this community is. Like oh, everybody totally. knows everybody in some degree, you know, it's like, yeah, hundred percent. It's really funny to me. Yeah. So, Hey, let's, uh, here I had my little list of notes here. I want to talk about, okay. Uh, how's it feel to be a second class citizen now? Yeah. I have, I have, <laughs> I have big feelings about this. Yeah, do we I want, your, do, do we want to lose a whole bunch of listeners right I, now? I, no, I, I saw your Instagram story today. Too. That uh-huh. said, uh, I lost a hundred followers for uh, talking about basic human rights. I'm like, oh, that's cute. I lose a thousand a week just for existing. So okay, but like, I don't have that many <laughs> followers. Um, can I tell you, this is really heartwarming. So I posted that where I'm like, I'm down a hundred followers, you know, for just posting about basic human rights. Imagine that. You know how many replies I've gotten to that story? How many? Like, like over two hundred. Like oh, out of the hundred followers that I lost, I got over two hundred replies of people being like, "Fuck those people! You don't need them. We're still here." And I was like, "That's that's the right. most heartwarming thing that could have possibly so, happened." And I'm trying like hell to respond to every single one of you. So just give, give me a, like a day. <laughs> here, here's the question I really want to talk about. I don't want to get it like uh, I don't want to get into the whole abortion debate. That's more than people want to hear from us. But yeah. here's what I do want to get into that I think is important. So, or at least what I was thinking about, you tell me if I'm right and how people mm. should address it. So I'm not a coach. I'm not an one I don't lead people in gyms. I just show up and bitch about what I'm doing. 
But I'm sitting there thinking, all right, there's going to be a significant number of members coming into our gyms this week that are female that are going to be, and men, for the, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say just female, but I'm assuming mostly female, that are going to be feeling however they feel. It's just the best way I can put it, right? Like on either side of the aisle, like either, either way you feel about it, you're going to be feeling however you feel. And it's going to be a very difficult week for a lot of people. As a CrossFit coach, knowing that people come into your gym to escape from the outside world, but you also have people that are being impacted from the outside world. How do you address that? I know it's a tough question, but I, yeah, like I couldn't wrap, I was trying to wrap my mind around this week. Like how do you wrap your arms around these members that are struggling with whatever and you can't fix whatever it is and we know what it is, but you can't fix it, but you want to give them protection from the world when they come in. How do you do that? Yeah. And I'll try to answer this in like an unbiased way because there's, you have to understand how difficult it is for me because half of me is like, burn it down. Take the world <laughs> and burn it down. Make right. it make sense. Somebody make it make sense. It doesn't make sense. So that's like, that is very much like raging inside of me. And then the other part of me is like, if I were leading a class, knowing I have people who think different things in that class, I don't want to alienate anyone, right? Like I just don't. Because you can, in my personal opinion, you can feel however you want to feel about abortion and I will not not listen to you and I will not not respect you and I will not, there are plenty of arguments and there are plenty of people who feel different ways. I just don't think any of those feelings should impact our legal system. So, so that's where I'll leave that part of the argument. So if I were leading a class knowing that there were people feeling different kind of ways in it, I feel like I would probably open myself up and open my door up to people outside of class hours because people come to the gym and being a CrossFit coach is also partially being a therapist. It's true. People are there to clear their heads from good things or there or from bad things. Rather, they're also there to celebrate good things. And I think you need to you need to be there for them on an emotional level. Sometimes people are squatting because they've had a really bad day for 10 different reasons. So if anyone wanted to talk, I think I would try to make myself available for them. I don't think I would start the class being like, how's everyone feeling today right. about this topic? But I think I, I, I think I probably would be like, the, things are crazy right now. And if, if y'all need an ear or a shoulder or a whatever, like I'll be here after class. You know what I mean? Yep. No, like, yeah, here's a good comment I thought is relevant. Uh, make it the best hour of the day and let them have them in a release. Like, I, I've been trying to wrap my mind around this for the last few days. You know, I keep, I keep seeing, um, you know, so many emotional posts, and that's completely understandable. And mm -hmm. I'm emotional about it, even though I haven't shared that at all. I mean, I have daughters, and it's an important mm -hmm. topic, I think, for people. Yeah. Um, but I keep seeing people post things like, you know, take note of the people that aren't posting about this, you know, like it's almost like no, a threat. I don't and, that. And, no. and I'm out here thinking like, I'm intentionally not posting about it. Not that I don't care about it. Again, I have daughters and like, this is an important topic to me and my family, but my plan is to address it through voting, not through my social sure. media yeah. uh, profile. And not that I couldn't use my social media, you know, cred or whatever to, you know, to gin up support or, you know, just to get people riled up about it. But my thought is, is like, you know, kind of this comment about making it the best hour of the day. I think people need a place to have a, a respite or a, you know, a relief 
from the troubles of the world. And for me, like I go to CrossFit to forget about all my shit. You know, like right. I went right. and did a terrible workout tonight and it was terrible in every way to forget about what I had done the rest of the day at work, you know? And, yeah. and, um, but I also, there's also the part of me that's a human. It's like, I, you know, I also know I'm sitting in that room with 50% females who I'm sure have a very strong opinion about how they're being viewed right now by the, our government and the Supreme court. And, and while CrossFit isn't going to change that for them, you know, I, I want to make sure they, you know, if this is their outlet, like they, to your point, yeah. they have a moment to, to kind of, I don't know what the right term is, Nikki, like relax. <laughs> you I know, know like, I know. I have, their therapy. Like that's what I use it for, you know? I know. That I have a hard time. It does. It does make sense. It, it perfectly makes sense. The, the only, the only hard time I have with that is like, you don't get a break when basic human rights are being violated. I know it should be like a wonderful respite and a beautiful hour where you can just like turn your brain off. But like, I don't get to turn my uterus off for an hour. Like, I know, I know. I don't know anything about women. So I don't know if you guys have an on and off button. I would know where to find a button. That's my problem. Do you know that, do you know that chickens ovulate every 26 hours? I'm just saying like, this is really chicken hour, but like, so it's hard because I'm with you because I also want, CrossFit as a break from my life, from my work. I don't have to check my email for an hour. Like it's wonderful. But like the other half of that argument, and they're both happening in my brain at the same time, because I feel so many ways about it is like, I don't care. You don't get to take a break. You don't get to take a break from the, the horrific things that are happening right now to us in this country. And I guess you could make that argument about lots of horrific things happening to people. All well, that's, the time. that's the point. There are so I know, many things I know, that you could I apply know. that to. And I'm not trying to make light of the situation because I think it's an important topic. But, but my question is, is like as a CrossFit coach, knowing like the emotional support that people need, like how do you offer that some emotional support? I, that's the thing that I always yeah. wonder. Like, for me, that's like the, the un- you know, unsung hero of CrossFit is the emotional support these coaches are giving people, you know, and I know it isn't as specific as, oh, I'm really disappointed about this, you know, Supreme Court decision, yeah. but, you know, just the the positivity that comes at CrossFit, how do you, how do you focus that in a way to make it effective? Yeah, I think that you, first of all, I think that you stay open-minded. I think you have to, like, like I said, I'm, there's, people who disagree with abortion fundamentally, like I don't hate those people. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I would have a conversation or I would just respect them for their own opinions. That's fine. I think you just have to, I think you just have to offer support <clears throat> in a way that doesn't alienate people. And that might be behind closed doors or it might be after class. It's probably not standing up at the whiteboard. You know what I mean? The way that you might be able to talk yeah. about other topics that are less polarizing but I just feel like being able to offer support and staying open-minded at the same time is probably the only way, probably the only way at it. Otherwise you wouldn't be able to like truly lead a class that has a whole bunch of different people from all sorts of walks of life in it, you know? Yeah. Like I was just thinking about this this week. Like I've never been in a class where any, any political topic came up in any capacity. I've never been in one and I've been in doing this for 10 years now. Yeah. So it's just like, it's never come up. Um, 
but there are have always been moments where you know things are um i don't know you know not as calm as you want them to be yeah you know whether it's this current moment or you you know when you had the you know when the war started in ukraine and you could you can continue to go back for like the laundry list of things of the last 10 years that have gone on um for me it's like you know, I've always been impressed at how positive and energetic CrossFit coaches are. And I guess I was just curious, like as someone, I mean, you coach people, do you ever mm-hmm. take that into account when you're leading the class of like, all right, this week is going to be particularly rough on women coming in. I need to up the positivity or yeah. maybe I need to change the topic of the class. Do you ever take that into account at all? Yeah, totally. And I sometimes have to like psych my own self up for it, right? Like I coach when I coach, I vibrate at like a very high level. I mean, I kind of do in real life anyway, but like when you're leading a class, you really, you really have to turn it on because those people are about to suffer (laughs) and you really need to be the guiding voice to take them through it. Uh, Not in an annoying way, but in like an overwhelmingly motivational way. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, so yeah, I sometimes, I mean, for me, this is so personal and this has been one of one of two hills, I only have two hills that I'll die on. And it's been this oh. and same-sex marriage for forever, my entire adult the life. Only two, the only two those you'll are, die those on. Those are the two. I will die on those hills, yes. Um, and I, those are like the two political opinions that I've had like my was, entire life. I was hoping the third one was that my memes are awesome, but okay, fuck well, me. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, uh, no. political hills. I have many. Mm. I was rolling hills okay, all through my fine. life. Um, so I have all sorts of other ones. Yeah, you know I would take an arrow for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too late. I, think, I think arrows are more poetic than bullets, but that's just <laughs> me. <laughs> but so so it's really hard for me. So I think for me this week it's going to be as much about psyching myself up for class as it is about being there for other people. Because that's really hard. This is This is really, really hard. I have shed tears. I can't tell you I've shed tears over lots of political decisions in my life. Um, but this is really fucking hard. It's tough. Yeah, I think it's tough for a lot of people. I um, yeah. I think it's hard for people to navigate. It's it's an interesting world. Like I, I, I feel like I'm becoming more introspective in the last year of trying to determine like what do you use these platforms for? Is this yeah. is this the battle I want to take on? And it's certainly a worthy battle. I'm not wanting to say that it isn't. Like you know, again, I something I feel strongly about. And as someone who has daughters and wants them to have equal healthcare coverage that I have, particularly since I pay for the healthcare coverage. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's important. You know, it is important. Um, but at the same time, it's like, when you think of what, what we do between this podcast and social media, it's like, we're also offering a, an escape mm-hmm. to some degree, you know, and like people don't come to, a meme page, for instance, or to kettlebells and cocktails to talk about abortion. They, they come to us to talk about CrossFit and like the things that are lighter and more fun for Mm -hmm. them. And like trying to balance that is important, but at the same time, like the people that also follow are real people and have real concerns. And to your point are crying over this and, Mm -hmm. you know, and so it's, it's a real balancing act. And it just made me think this week about the the coaches that are out in the field, like working with athletes day in and day out that, you know, or, you know, struggling with whatever. And this is kind of one more stress on top of whatever else they're working with. Like, how do they address that? So it's just really interesting to me. Like, how do you approach a class of, 
of athletes knowing that, you know, something significant has changed in their life. Yeah. Yeah. It's been tough. It's been a tough, honestly, I feel like it's been a tough few years since the last two political turnovers we've had, even, you know, in the last eight, nine years, I feel like we've become so divided on so many different things. Here's a, here's a great quote. Presence and attitude is key. It's from coach, Dr. Evil. (laughs) I love the name. Uh, Presence and attitude is key. Athletes will remember how you made them feel, not how much CrossFit knowledge you have. By no means am I diminishing the importance of knowledge. knowledge. (laughs) But I think that's that's spot on. You know, like I've had plenty of coaches that were smart as hell that made you feel like shit. Yeah. And, you know, like I feel like right now I have a slate of coaches that make me feel really good, even when I'm, you know, looking like a dumbass out on the the competition floor as I'm out there working out. It should be both. Yeah. 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 I like that. I love that idea, that concept of how do you make people feel? And I think, you know, we've got to all take into account the people that are walking into our gyms every day and like, how are they feeling walking in and how do they feel walking out? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I'm going to make an assumption based on you telling me that you've been stressed and crying over this, that you are probably walking into the gym a little stressed. And like, if you walk out less stressed, that's a really good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And if I walk out, cause like physical activity just makes me feel better no matter what. So I'm always going to feel better after a workout. But if I also walk out having a coach, you know, having, having, having had a coach come up to me and say like, Hey, if you need anything, I'm here to chat or like, Hey, are you doing okay? You know, all things considering I've seen your Instagram. I know you're blowing up. Um, (laughs) that, that would make me feel good. So I think that's probably what I'll try to do is just be like, you know, I know who's struggling. I know who wants to talk about it and I know who doesn't. So like Nikki, I've seen your Instagram. I know a full 100 people have unfollowed you and you're really sad about it. Well, that's kind of a lot for me. That's a lot in like 48 hours. It's a lot of people for anyone. I'm just busting your balls. It's a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm mainly just like, bye, losers. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, You know what? You can't worry about any of that. Like, that should just I don't. I don't worry. I was just kind of like, wow, really? I guess I thought I gave off more equal human rights vibes, but mm, Mm. here I am. You Hmm. know what? But social media is not about that. And I, I've come to grips with that recently. People don't really like people don't follow you because they actually care about you for the most part. Some do. And I would hope the people in the chat do because they're nice enough to actually be in the chat. <laughs> I'm going to start up to you guys. Thanks for being there. Um, but I think for the most part, like most of social media is just disposable content for people. I agree. And we can't take it but personal I... when they go, oh, well, I'm anti whatever. In this case, you know, they, you know, I'm pro-life, not pro-choice. So I'm going to unfollow. I don't think we can take that personally. I unfollowed somebody the other day and they straight up blocked me for it. But but this is. And I wasn't unfollowing because I was disappointed in them. I was just unfollowing. They didn't follow me and I wasn't really looking at their content. And I'm like, well, why am I following if I'm not really looking at their content? So I'm just going to follow. And they, they straight up blocked me for it. I'm like, what the fuck? Like. You know, know, it's like we, we, we're just taking social media way too seriously these days, I guess is kind of the point. I know, but I feel like I can, and I do take it personally because it isn't like 
when I, when I do an event and I have like kind of like behind the scenes content or I'm like with athletes or I'm posting more of interview stuff, like I always get a whole bunch of followers around like a competition. And then like a week or two later when they realize I mainly just post pictures of my baby, they right. unfollow me because they're like, oh, this isn't really what I thought. I thought maybe she was going to have like athlete content or like, you know, one-on-one interviews or whatever. And or they feet. unfollow they me. And I am, your feet. That could be it. They want, definitely want to see my feet. Yeah. Toastbaser still waiting on a still waiting on a sponsorship, yep. um, and I don't I do not get offended about that because it's not the content they were looking for. I can take it personally because I'm I'm having a really hard time separating people who support this decision from people who support my existence as an equal human, and so I can I can I do in fact take it personally because. While social media might not be the place where people oftentimes go for political conversation, it has become just an extension of conversation virtually. Um, And so I have a really personally, and not everyone thinks this, so I'm not saying that those people are wrong, but just personally, a really hard time with that. I, I, I do take it personally. If you're not okay with me making, you know, having bodily autonomy and making decisions about my own health, regardless of your religion, because I'm pretty sure that we have separation of church and state in this country, then I can, in fact, take it seriously that you value my life less than potentially and only potentially what may be happening inside of my own body. Well, maybe. That you you have now more control over than I do. There it is. All of of that may be true. Some of it may be true that people just don't want to see political content on their feed. True. You know what I mean? Like, True. Yeah, no, I do get like, it. Yeah, they're like, it isn't that they're like, oh, I disagree with Nikki and I don't like her and I don't want to follow anymore. It's just like, hey, I'm burnt out from all of this. Like, as someone who, like, you know, most of my follow or a lot of the people I follow happen to lean the same way I lean, right? Yeah. So when all this went down, I'm going through my story and it's literally just like a dumpster fire people pissed off, you know? Of course. And at, after about five minutes, I'm like, oh, I'm so burnt out over this. <laughs> I'm so I know, I know, I know. I, I do get like that argument. Of it. It's just like, it becomes a lot, like emotionally. I know. Yeah, I it's agree. Like, I do agree. You know, so I think there are people that if they lean the other way and then they start seeing a lot, then they do start making choices. And that isn't, yeah. they're not, what they're not saying is, oh, screw Nikki, I don't like her. They're just like, all right, enough. I don't want to see it for now. And they'll come back. That makes sense. I know. I do. I do understand that argument. And I, I agree. And I've done that to plenty of people. And then the other fiery feminist side of me is like, well, you don't get to turn it off because I don't get to turn off my uterus. Well, <laughs> like again, I, don't I don't get to just be like, button. I don't know. There's don't no know off there's... button. Like I don't get to be like, you know what? I just, I, I just won't deal with this for a day. It's fine. I'll just ignore my lack of autonomy in this oh. country. If I've so learned that, anything from right, it's there's no off button for a uterus. There's I've no heard off twice, button. So now I there's know that... an on button though. Hey! Oh, so I know that's ah, not back. So I'm, I'm just going to keep that to myself. Um, no, I know. And I'm, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I believe all these things. I have all these thoughts in my head all at once because I'm also burnt out and sad and just want to take a break. And then I'm like, I can't take a break because there are no breaks. It's just our lives. So it's it's hard. Um, I need I need to like – I would love to get someone – and actually, if there's anyone listening who knows – I would love to get someone to talk more in depth on this, um, on a focus on female episode, but someone who is like, like, uh, I don't want to say like neutral, but like 
professional and can just like address what is actually happening instead of me who is like very clearly addressing this with emotion i can give you four or five names just i'll, you I'll send you some names yeah i know a few that okay, i know good. a few female lawyers that are crossfitters yeah yeah, yeah yeah that kind of thing exactly yeah there are plenty um and i think you you know i think it's a good a good one to talk about because i think this is certainly an issue that's important um yeah wasn't the kind of the point of this, but uh, you know, I think we should cover it or you, or you should cover it. I'm just, you know, I just want to make sure you're not too worried about your hundred followers that have left you. I don't think they're pissed at you. I think it's just, you know, it'll come back in a week. If that makes sense. You know? Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. You know, I also, you know, because I'm so much older than you, Nikki. uh, (laughs) Ancient. So ancient. ancient. Oh, I fart dust. Um, I think that, uh, <laughs> sorry, did I make you, did you, did you just squirt water? I was just spit water. <laughs> it, just, it just hit um, so perfect. It's so nice. casual. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Um, it all comes around, you know, and, and I realized that, you know, Roe v. Wade is 50 years old, but the reality is, is there's going to be a lot more battles between now and then, you know, uh, I know, state but... rights will come up and you know it's it a lot's going to happen so this is certainly not the end game for whatever that's I worth hope, you i know? hope and, not i know and i do but... you know i was telling my daughter my daughters were asking me this you know it's funny i've you know the 18 year old and the 20 year old my 18 year old comes home and <laughs> she's like wow i didn't realize i lost all my rights today but i guess i did you know and i yep. said to her i'm like well here's the great news meg you're 18 you get a vote now you have a mm-hmm. say you have a say in what happens. You get a vote. So make sure you do that. And she's like, I did. I voted in the last election. I'm like, great. You'll get a vote in the next one too. And continue to do that. You, know, you advocate for your rights and and talk yeah, to others but, about it. Like, just don't be a silent observer. That's part of it. I know. And it's just that, like, always, you can't vote those people out of the Supreme Court. So Well, you can't. However, um, events like this usually tend to shift everything the opposite direction. Meaning like, you know, so, and again, I'm speculating, I don't know shit about national elections, but I, you know, I've been around long enough to see this happen. When you get, when something shifts hard to one direction, left or right, everything else usually shifts the other. So if I'm going to guess, and I'm making a huge guess here, midterm elections are coming up. So we just took a hard shift to the right with the Supreme Court. Voters usually correct that pretty quickly. And so if I had to guess... I, if I had to guess, and I'm guessing because I'm not a political analyst, but I bet midterms and elections, things shift to the left. And you'll see that continue to happen. And it doesn't take much to say you, if you have the presidency and the House and the Senate are all Democrats, they can make a big change quickly. Um, and again, I'm not, I'm not advocating for that to happen or not to happen. I'm just saying, like in my experience, usually when you have a hard shift either direction, you get a shift the other and you can see it. Like I can see it back in my own personal history. You saw it with Clinton when he was in, you took a hard shift to the left. It went to, you know, uh, the house and Senate went to the right. And then you looked at Bush and it was kind of the same thing. They went to the left, you know, cause yeah. you're a Republican president. You'll probably see the same thing here, you know? Um, I, yeah. But, but you know, I again, hope, I don't know. I hope, I hope that's true. Um, I just feel like, I'm more concerned about like the young woman tomorrow in Texas sure. who needs yeah, to yeah. make like a life altering choice. Yeah. Like and, that. 
Those are always going to be the choices, Nikki, whether you're talking about abortion or gun control or the death penalty or any other thing that, you know, comes up in the political realm. Like there's always going to be what's kind of the local choice. And those are real concerns and I don't want to downplay them. But I guess my point is, it's like, I know everyone feels like there's no hope. And I would tell everybody there is hope. Like this is not the end. You know, the country did not end last week or this week. Like we get to continue to make decisions, continue to vote people in and advocate in your local communities and the states that you live in. And, you know, we move on. It's easy for me to say I'm a dude, but yeah, yeah, it's not, it's certainly not over because we will not allow this to be yeah, the final. That's like, I'm telling you, burn it down. I I'm mean, ready. it's hard for me to say, I don't have an, a uterus with an on and off button like you do. Yeah. Leo, well, I got that special one. <laughs> <laughs> on button. I will I say no though idea. that like, I like being able to discuss and like, oh, sorry, that's. I'm sure you can hear the dog in the background. Um, I am by no means like not open to discussion or feel some kind of way about people who have different feelings than I do. I just can't believe that this is now a legal decision in this country. You can feel all sorts of ways about it and I can very respectfully disagree with people. And that's, you know, I just, man, like Supreme Court, like, the House and Senate can't fuck with those people, no matter what. That's not how this works. It's not how this country works. It's not how the judicial system, the checks and balances are there for a reason. And these old ass men are making these decisions forever for their. To be fair, they're not all men, Nikki. They're not all men. There was at least one female in that group. Uh, <laughs> She's the worst. She's the worst out of all of them. I'm not going to say that. I'm. I'm not going to take that position. You know, like. Here's what I was like, the Supreme Court justices that are there um, are like, you know, it's not like these guys went to junior college and just got nominated because we had Republican presidents like these guys put in serious work to get there, including her. So I'm not going to, you know, bitch them out for their decisions. I'm with you, though. And I don't it's not saying I agree with their decisions. I'm just, you know, not going to question their credibility. Um, Oh, I question their credibility. (laughs) No, well, I do. I do because I they're not I don't making have a uterus, decisions. So it's easier for me not to. Well, you. but they're not making decisions that are based. If they were, then they would have respected legal precedent. Yeah, maybe. I, I guess that you know. Again, I don't. I'm not sure we need to get into all of that because I'm. I'm not. I'm not equipped yeah. to debate legal precedent. Not even close. Yeah, me either. I, you know, I I'm try. with you though. Like I think you and I are <laughs> on accord. I worry about. I worry about my daughters. I worry about yeah. the girl next door that has a health issue. You know, they can't get it taken care of now. Like yeah. I worry about yeah. all that stuff. I do, but yeah, I'm worried about marginalized communities. Like this, this type of issue disproportionately affects people of color, people who are uh, in in poor financial situations, disabled people, and people who have different abilities. This is something that um, Steph Hammerman, Steph Roach sent me a whole whole thing on sure. today, like disproportionately affecting women in minorities and, and difficult positions in life. So here, would, here would be my counter argument to it, at least how I've been trying to help myself get through this tough decision, yeah. is that while they overturned Roe v. Wade, what they basically did was they sent it back to the states. 
and said, all right, let the states decide, right? And my thought is I have a lot more control over who gets elected in my state than I do at the national level, right? Like most most everyone at the national level, like I happen to be in a swing state. So my vote really matters when I vote in Ohio. Your matter, your vote in Rhode Island doesn't matter worth shit. Because you guys get very few electoral votes. Like nobody cares what Rhode Island does, right? Right. You're not the swing state. Ohio is. So my, you know, my presidential vote really kind of matters. But at the local level, when you're trying to decide what's happening with local things, whether it's abortion or gun control or whatever, that really matters. Mm -hmm. You got to vote in local elections. And so I guess my point to that is, is like, now that it's back in the state's hands, vote. Get involved. Talk. Yeah, but like- an insane number of states have had trigger laws in place for years. Well, true. So like but- there and there's nothing you can do in those states. If you're a if you're a woman who needs an abortion, it doesn't matter who you vote for in Texas. Like now you need to move yourself. And what if you can't or don't have the meat? I don't know. It's yeah, I could get I could jive back into this in a million ways. Yeah, look, I'll, i I don't disagree with any of that, Nikki. My argument is is that I just want people to realize the world is not over and it didn't end with the Supreme court decision. There are plenty of other things that can still happen between now and then. And, and that includes getting involved in your local, you know, elections. Like I want to see Roe v. Wade come back. I want to see the Supreme court overturn it. Like that could happen eventually, but, uh, or I don't know if it could or couldn't, I'm not a lawyer, but I guess my point is, is that, you know, I just, I hate seeing so many people so distraught, like this is, the end when it's not the end there's a lot that can still be done and and a lot yeah. of support people will have you know so that's all yeah you know I, it's just yeah. it's tough it's i get it it's tough for everyone you know it's very emotional yeah and i agree i don't think that i'm not like upset like the world is over or like this is the end because it's not because we'll fight it and we'll do everything that we can and there's so many ways to help people who are in need or in need of medical services, which is what it is. Um, but I just, I can't be like, I can't be like, it's okay. It'll get better. Cause it's not okay. And I'm still yeah. just too emotional about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Believe me. I get, you know, the, the thing that's getting me through is just continuing to remind myself that CrossFit and what we do on a daily basis is still healthcare. And yeah, while, absolutely. you know, a significant number of, in my opinion, a significant portion of healthcare coverage has now been removed for women. What we do in CrossFit is still healthcare that others aren't providing. And I think right. in our space, we've got a ways to con- find to continue to drive that and bring more people in and provide an encouraging and positive space for people, male and female, to be a part of that. And yeah. You know, like the whole politics thing aside, you know, all of that will, I can't say it's going to work itself out, but, you know, I think we can make our positive impact here, you know, so. We can, we can, we can. And, and being a part of a wellness continuum that gets people further in their own lives and feeling better and, you know, being better, it's all is certainly, I don't know, it's so good. makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. I just can't level that with having a right, a right, not a part of my healthcare 
a right taken from me. I can't level I'm, that. Yeah. I just can't. No, I get that. I'm not asking you to. I get that. Like, yeah, it's hard. You know, it's hard as a guy to to re- really even understand that feeling, other than to empathize. But look at this yes. face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that look yeah. was everything. Bean. Bean. Such a jerk. Bean makes everything better. Yep. Speaking of warm and fuzzy, look at this warm and fuzzy little boy. Look at him. Aww, look how cute he is. I love him so much. Say hi, Bean. You say hi. Bean. Meow. He's so annoying. He was meowing right earlier. I know. He's very cute. I heard him. He's very cute. He's a good boy. He's my best boy. Right, buddy? He's like, whatever, asshole. You shouldn't be picking me up. He's like, listen, you know this. Yep. You know yeah, this. Yeah, look, see, there's some good comments coming in on this. I like some of these. I like these comments. Giving people space to vocalize and respect their opinion without forcing your viewpoint means a lot. I think that's great, totally. Kimmy. Yeah. Thank, thank I agree. you for sharing that. I agree. You know, and I, I, I guess that was kind of my point is like what I, what I'm hoping you know, I, I know CrossFit's not going to take a position on this and our gyms shouldn't, but I hope our gyms are a respite and a, a place that people can go relax from the troubles of the world, you know, and, and I hope the workouts are fucking terrible. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, if they're so hard, you forget about what's going on in the real world, you know, and that's yeah. part of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and and help us come together as a community because I do I have continually said I think that shared suffering that we have that moment where we're together I had this horrible workout today Nikki it was so bad let me tell you about this workout tell me I swear to God I saw Jesus halfway through so it was uh, God it was so bad all right so fifty it starts with fifty calorie echo bike that's the okay. opener just get that's on the bike disgusting. and pedal fifty calories. You know, that, which isn't so bad when it's just the beginning of a chipper, you know, like realistically, it's not like you're sprinting. You're not going to come out hot. I, yeah, but I did. But anyway, uh, so 50 calories on the Echo bike, then you do 25, 30 inch box jump overs. So they're not like, uh, box bike. jumps, you know, it's like, however you get over the box, you just have to get your feet okay. to the top of the box because you can put your hands on the top of the box and then you're kind of leaping over 25 oh, okay. of those. Okay. And then 50 thrusters at 95 or 65. No. Nope. 95 for the men, 65 for the women. Then another 25 burpee box jump overs. I should have said earlier that it was burpee box jump overs. Ew, no, 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 no. That yeah, changes yeah. everything. Yeah, so let me start over. Let me give you the full workout. 50 calorie echo bike, 25 burpee box jump overs, 50 thrusters at 95 or 65 which doesn't seem that heavy but trust me it felt like 135 (laughs) then another 25 burpee box jump overs and then you round that out with 50 calories on the rower on the rower i kind of like it i would do it but no don't do me wrong it's well programmed well let me explain to you how it felt (laughs) i get on the bike and I'm pretty good on the, like, as much as I bitch about the bike, I'm pretty good on the bike. And so I knock out the 50 calories in about three minutes. It's like 3.08, right? Which was not a sprint, like not even close to a sprint. I'm like at 70% effort, 65 uh, RPMs on an echo bike, okay. which is a little different than a, 
uh, assault bike. On an assault bike, it probably would have been closer to 75 or 80 for whatever that's worth, at least how it felt. So I roll off there about three minutes. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm like, life's good. I start my first burpee box jump. I literally do like three and I'm like, why do my shoulders hurt so bad? Like, <laughs> why is my heart rate like bursting through my chest like fucking aliens? Like, why is this happening? You know? So, but I, so I work my way through the 25 burpee box jump overs. I get over to the bar, 95 pounds on a thruster is not that heavy. It isn't like, I'm sorry, but it's not. And After all that it, work though. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I'm like, when we were in the, the pre-workout uh, kind of briefing, the coach is like, don't do 15, 15, 10 and 10. That's a trap. And so I'm sitting there listening, going, okay, whatever, buddy. Uh-huh. I do five. And I'm like, who the fuck's doing 15? Because I can't get yep. five. Like, I'm done. I do five. And I'm like, I'm putting that bar down. Enough of that shit. All Sit set. there and hold my knees for a minute. Look at the bar. Like, what just happened? I got to do five oh, more. I do five more. Now I'm at 10. I'm like, fuck, I got 40 more. How am I going to get through this? I do five more. I'm like, now it's 35. Is my math even right? I'm not even sure I'm at 35 now. I need somebody to come keep count. Then I got to do five more. I'm like, well, I don't know what number I'm at. Can somebody tell me what's going on? I'm lost. You and then know? you're only like halfway through the workout. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. And then here's my pet peeve. Then the coach is like, everybody, you're halfway. I'm like, fuck you, buddy. Shut up. I don't want to know what's going on. Don't tell me where I'm at. Just shut up. Mind your own business. Shut your hole. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't you coach me. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. you coach me. Halfway nope. through, just be quiet. So I just sit there and suffer. And I mean, I am like, I am not complaining. I mean, in all seriousness, suffer for 50 reps. It's like every rep is worse than the next. And I'm doing sets of fives, right? But it's like every third, I'm just holding that bar overhead. Like, dear God, don't let me drop it. You know, I don't want to clean it again, but I know I got to. Uh-huh. Uh, it was terrible. So once you finish the 50, then you got to go do burpee box jump overs again, no. which aren't that hard at that point. They're just annoying. They're, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, of course. They're just annoying as fuck. You just got to do them. You got to do 25. Yeah. And here's my real problem. There's a guy across from me who's like five reps ahead of me on the burpees, who's pulling away. And the guy on the other side of me that we're now tied. He doesn't know we're racing, but we're totally racing. 100% racing. Totally racing. And I'm like, I can't let this guy get to the rower before me. And he's two ahead of me because I was counting. Like, I saw him get to the box jumps before I did. And sure as shit, like, I got to the rower before him because I killed myself on those burpee box jumps. And then killed myself on the row to wrap that thing because you don't want to lose on the rower. You lose on the rower, no, that's the can't. most humiliating thing ever when you're six then feet you, tall like me. You are like, just being lazy. Yeah, like, I'm CrossFit tall. Like, I'm six feet, which isn't tall, but it's CrossFit tall. Totally. And if you lose on the rower and you're CrossFit tall, oh, that's some bullshit. You know? So did you win? Yeah, I beat I beat him by a few seconds. And then Hell I laid yeah. on the floor and complained like a little bitch for like <laughs> two minutes because I thought I was going to die. Like I'm just praying for somebody to come out with no CPR. Like I could barely breathe. It was so bad. Oh, Dang. It's a good one. That's a good one. Terrible. Um, I had a really good one last week too. Not that terrible, but like I legitimately felt great doing it. It's ready. If you want a cardio yeah. workout, 200 right. meter run. Okay. Seven 
Toast Bar. Ooh, I like that already. Okay. 13 runs. Oh, that's it? A couplet that's it. for 13 rounds? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. a lot of Toast Bar. It was a lot. It was a lot of running. It was great. I loved it. It was a beautiful I'm, I'm day doing out. The math. How many is that? Nine. Was that ninety-one? Is that right? Am I doing the math right in my head? Yeah. I'm doing it in my head. And your girl did them all unbroken. What's up? But the two hundred meter run is a great, a great uh, way to break them up. And it was good. It was just a grind. It was oh. never like you were never redlining. Well, I think Matt redlined, but he runs real fast. But let um, me guess your time. Hold on, I'm gonna guess your time because you didn't oh, tell I me. I would have to look it up. No, no, I can tell you. All right, go start looking it up. I'm gonna guess. So it's 13 rounds, 200 meter runs is one minute. So I'm gonna give you 13 minutes for the running. And then you gotta do seven toes to bar, which is less than 30 seconds if you're doing them unbroken. So you've got another, I'm gonna say your final time was 1731. Okay. No, no, <laughs> it was 22 something. Oh, but you slow bitch. What are you doing running so slow? Come on, run I faster. Was, I was pushing the stroller. Uh, oh, you didn't tell me you had the stroller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so I, I would have, I would have totally added four or five minutes for Hunter. Come yeah, on. It was awesome. But that was part of why it felt so good was because that was hard. That's like a 20 pound sled push. Yes. Every, every time. Yeah, well, that totally adds time. How much fun did Hunter have? He loved it. He, I've been running with that stroller. Dude, the, the jogging stroller is like insane. It's such a good workout. It's so hard. It, it feels like running with a, yep. with a weight vest. Um, Dude, 22 minutes is super fast pushing a baby. Yeah, it was great. I felt yeah, really good about it. I'm not going to lie. Fast. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but the, the jogging stroller is, is wonderful. And then when I don't have it, I feel so fast. I'm like, Bing! can't catch me. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Fit mommy yeah. out there killing it. I love it. Working on it. Working on it. <laughs> no, it's great. That's great. I love it. I need I need video of Hunter getting pushed in the stroller though. He's so like <laughs> like he has nothing to put his hands on the jogging stroller. Doesn't have like a bar. Normally he puts his hands on the little bar. So he just like sits there like this, and he just like takes it yeah, in. He's just go. like, oh god, what's happening? Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Very entertained. I'll have to send you a wicked cute picture from today. Wait, how do I like put a picture on the thing? Well, this I don't is know new if you have for me. To it. I don't know. You, I do. I add, have access to everything now. Click add source, but you have to PDF it. Oh, you can't just I, upload a picture? Yeah, if you send it to me, I could probably do it real quick, but uh, it doesn't take JPEGs. You have to, if you click add source, presentations, yeah. and then. I see it. Uh, I see it. I can do it all. Hold on. Okay. I can do Make it. it We're going to see pictures of the baby. You're going to throw it on the screen? Yeah, I'm going to do it right now. Okay. Upload this one. I'm going to save it. it as a export as PDF. Look at me. Look at me go. All right. Well, all right. Well, I'll see it once you put it on the screen. If you can make it happen. I'm making it happen. Present. Oh, I see it processing. Look at that. You have to cut this out of the audio version of this. That's fine. They can all wait. Everybody wait. They should all be watching on YouTube. So if you're listening on audio, (laughs) this is your fault, not ours. I'm just going to gaslight all of you. Gaslighting everyone. All right, put it up. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. Look at this gangster. (laughs) Look at this little guy. Little hat sideways, like a little rapper. Isn't he so cute today? I was like... I just like I took this picture and I like can hear him in my mind being like, "You come here often." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I love this so much. Look how cute that little. I want to grab his cheeks. Look at that little boy. When did he get so big? Oh, he's so cute. Why is his hat so big? Jesus, the thing's gigantic. Look at that. I love it. It's the best. <laughs> because his head is small. I know. That's the best part. That's, babies should always wear oversized clothes. I agree. I could not agree more. Uh, but yeah. I think we need a baby picture every episode moving forward. I can make it. Now I know how. I'm learning. I know. I know. I love it so much. That's the best. Yeah. Little man. He's just a little man at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning his first birthday. All right. Well, uh, we're doing this again soon, right? We're doing this like later in the week. You and me. We need a guest. You're going on vacation. I'm going on when vacation. You, when are you going on vacation? Next week? Yeah. Where are you going? We go to Block Island for the first uh, first week of July every year. Look at that. Yeah. When you come visit, we'll have to take you. It's wicked nice. It's just like a tiny slice of heaven right off the coast of Rhode Island. It takes like half an hour to get there on the fast ferry. And it's weird. It's like, it's it's halfway between two completely different vibes. On the one hand, it's like New england right? So it's like New England lobster rolls, seersucker, like, you know, whatever. And on the other side, it's like Caribbean Island. And you're like, what the what? Like record scratch. It doesn't. I'm I'm all in. Let's do it. Yeah. It just feels like you're really far away when you're not because you're still in New England. But it just feels like, yeah, it's it's a really, really fun spot. And the official drink of the entire island is the mudslide. And last year oh. I was very pregnant and couldn't have any mudslides. So <laughs> I'm very excited. Mudslide is such a hillbilly drink. I love it so I much. know. That's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't make any sense. But it's wicked I, fun. I have this girl that works for me and she's the best. And uh, we go to a bar. My whole team, all my managers are there. And she's one of the people that works for me. And they're all ordering drinks. And she's like, I'll have a mudslide. I'm like, what did you just say? And she's like, yeah, I'll have a mudslide. I'm like, did you really order uh, an ice cream drink? And she's like, yeah. And the the waitress is like, "Uh, yeah, we don't serve mudslides. And she's like, okay, I'll have a shot of Cuervo, please. I'm like, wait a minute. You just went from an ice cream drink to a straight shot of tequila? Yeah, she's more like Cuervo 1800. She's like, yeah, what's wrong with that? I'm like, because you went from an ice cream drink to a straight shot of tequila. Like, you, that's the polar opposite ends of alcohol. Yeah, know? no, no, no. No, she has two very different, like, angel devil on her shoulders. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like this is my favorite new thing. I either want a mudslide or the hardest thing you can bring. Like, just yeah, screw me on. up. It's the best. Oh, man. Oh, the best. All right. Well, I'll figure out something. We'll we'll run another podcast this week. We won't do a live, but we'll uh, we'll get back together this week, and I'll get us a guest. Yeah, yeah. And I have an awesome. I recorded an awesome. The next focus on female episode with Margot Alvarez was such a good show. Gets a little like a little heavy, and Margot's story is is kind of a sad one, but so uplifting and wonderful. And the whole theme of that show was balance, like how right. how to find balance in your life. Um, yes, as a woman, but anyone can benefit from Margot's recommendation. She's got a lot going on. She's got a lot going on all the time. So that's, that's going to be a really good show. Yeah. Margot is the best. I love her. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we'll get that posted this week and then we'll do something together and I'll find us some random guests that I won't even tell you about before then. And, uh, 
So amazing. Good stuff. All right. All right. Well, it's been fun. This was a That's lot. Right. Thanks for letting me sound off. I feel I know. better. Well, oh, you did good. You did a nice job. Thanks. You you probably only lost us a thousand followers, so it's fine. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> I I'm at the point in my life, Nikki, where I honestly don't care anymore. I'd rather no, just be I who know. I am and be unapologetic about it, and Same. um, and just be happy with who I am and be respectful of other people. So if people decide they don't follow because they're upset we're talking about whatever we're upset about then screw them that's what i feel too yeah totally fine i'm i'm pretty happy with where i'm at in life same yeah it's a good way of looking at it yeah all right well this has been fun and we appreciate all you guys joining and tossing in a few questions here and there and we will be back soon all right we're good we're good Look sleepy. All right, go to bed, Nikki. Go get some rest. For everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining, and uh, we'll chat with you guys soon. Take care.